Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Asia Kennedy, your host, and thank you all so much for being here. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, please give it a review. And I have a very special guest today. She's an artist, and before I introduce her to you, I want to mention that you can come over and join my Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. It's free, and it's a wonderful place to connect with other like-hearted women for support, inspiration, sharing in a sacred private group space. And at www.asiakennedy.com, you'll find more information and other offerings for living a mindful, creative life. So let me introduce you to Felicity O'Connor. She's a professional painter and she works in the abstract style. She's also a registered psychologist and she helps people through emotional blocks. And she's married those two things together and supports other artists in their creative lives. So that just fascinates me. Welcome, Felicity. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Asha. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. So let's dive in. And I really am interested in you're a professional painter and a registered psychologist. So how did those two things come about? Was one, did you do one thing before the other or did they sort of come together simultaneously or, yeah, it's just a very interesting thing. They're very quite different uh, directions yes. and paths. Yes, they're a bit left brain and right brain, aren't oh, they? Oh, true, um, yeah. Yes, no, great question because that really takes me to the heart of my own story um, around those things and... I guess I could answer that by saying I've always been an artist and born a highly creative person, I believe. So art's always been there. However, I think my journey early on was one of resisting that, of actually not embracing my my artist soul, if you like. And although I was quite successful at art, you know, when I was finishing off my schooling, I headed off in a different direction and took up an academic path. Um, I guess there's lots of reasons for that. But um, through that journey, you know, I did a Bachelor of Arts and instead of studying fine art, I went on and did a Master's of Art Therapy. So art was, you know, sort of peeking through in different ways. And then I trained as a psychologist after that. So um Looking further down the track, you know, where I am now, of course, it's been a really fabulous thing to to go back and embrace my own creativity in terms of being a painter and, and really step into that space and then marry up the skills of being a therapist and supporting others um, and now particularly supporting other creative souls uh, through their story and their journey. So that that's how it's happened. Art's been weaving itself in and out. I, I haven't always embraced it well and and it's been a whole process around that and then 
it's it's now married into that other stream of my life, the, the, the more kind of academic other side of the brain. And mm. it's all come together quite beautifully in an online forum as it happens. Yes, it does sound like that's very balanced, the left brain and the right brain. And I can really relate to that thing of not really owning your inner artist. It's there. It's, it's um, something that you're born with, I think. And I, I wonder, like, what is it like for you? What was it that made you deny that part of yourself? Was it some conditioning or society or was art not really worthy? Um, yeah, it'd be mm. interesting to hear your views on that because I also have that same thing that where I didn't honour it for many years. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, mm. it looks crazy now that, you know, perhaps you and, and, and myself are perhaps through the other side of that and we can do that much more happily. Um, I don't know if I can entirely answer that question. I, I think I'm still trying to explore that in some ways looking back. But, I, look, I think there was certain sort of pressures around me um, to have some sort of achievement Mm. And it it always felt that um, you know a profession or an academic record in some way was an achievement, whereas making some paintings didn't seem that. <laughs> um, and and I think also I had some sort of um, chip on my shoulder, maybe to you know kind of look successful, and and I didn't want the the sort of chaos and and. Um, you know, misdirection that, that perhaps I thought that an artist was. Um, so there was a there was an impetus in me to kind of organise and, and and achieve and um, you know seem to be successful in in the both I suppose within the family structure, but also sort of in the in the, the society at the time. Um, and, of course, you know, it looks so silly, doesn't it? Looking, well, for me, it looks so silly looking back at that, thinking, you know, <laughs> what, what a ridiculous thing because, you know, I don't think any of us can really be happy unless we're really fully embracing our creativity. And I think we're all creative. And for a lot of the, the artists that um, and creative people I speak to, many of them have been through some sort of similar thing. It may be that it was more directly, um, dis, dis, you know, kind of... Um, not encouraged um, mm, yeah. more, more actively, but for somehow I, I sort of did that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably did a little bit. I probably had a little bit of both. I mean, and I totally agree that I think we're all creative and I think it's a something that is very empowering for um, us to embrace that we are creative beings. But I mm. think, um, you know, it's often equated with being an artist when creativity often expresses itself in many diverse ways but if you are an artist I think um you know there's a lot of, I know I grew up with conditioning that it just wasn't a real thing to do it, you know you, you need to get a real job mm. and um so there was a lot of that pressure and but the thing about making art is that when you do put too much pressure on it to be your livelihood often the creativity disappears have you ever found that to be true Oh, look, I think that's absolutely accurate, yes. And, again, it's one of those things that in my, um, you know, artist communities and, the, and the, the artists that I work with, we're often talking about the fact that there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to get a well-paid part-time job to support yourself while you create. Otherwise, we put we can potentially put so much pressure on our creativity and 
um, you know, creativity doesn't do well necessarily with pressure. That's not to say you don't want deadlines, you know, to work towards, um, to have some structure with and direction with what you're doing. But if we take that too far and, and we're looking for outcomes mm-hmm. because we're pressured financially, that can potentially be a real creativity killer. Yeah, I think that's a really important um, point that you said about, you know, maybe you need to get a part-time job or do something else that's going to support your creativity Mm. and nourish your creativity. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, just the nature of our minds, we tend to think in absolutes, like I'm either going to be an artist full stop and that's it, and if I can't do it, da-da-da-da-da. But really, the smart thing is to stay connected to you wanting to be creative you may want to be an artist and how can you best do that and I think that um, it sounds like that's what you do when you work with people Mm, mm, absolutely and I think the other thing is is that you know you don't have to think that that the part-time job that might be something or or the full-time job for that matter might be something unrelated to art I mean I think we can fall into that trap to think it takes time away from my creativity whereas Mm. Personally, I've actually found that often working with people um, somehow feeds into that creative energy that it doesn't necessarily take from it. Mm. Okay, it may mean that I'm not standing in front of my easel or mixing my paint up, but but that actually the whole experience of interacting and observing people and observing the world around me um, can really feed back into the, the time that I have in the studio, not necessarily take away from it. That's a beautiful point. That's absolutely true. I find that for myself as well. And I, you know, I go, I teach mindfulness yoga classes and that has been like a mainstay for me and it's a thread in my life and it's also an income. And mm. that, that takes me out of my isolation of being in the studio by myself and struggling through different things. And yeah, it's really important to get out there and interact with people and observe mm. the world. And it's it does inform your art practice and it informs your creativity. So that's a beautiful beautiful point to bring up mm. and mm. um and you did mention something about your um creative community or artistic community would you like to share that with the listeners and what that's about oh sure actually yes I, I have the most gorgeous um facebook community <laughs> um i really mean that they've just been an Oh, just a stunning um, group of artists, uh, mainly painters at this stage, but I think as it's growing it's becoming um, a wider forum for all sorts of different creativity. Um, it's it's a private Facebook members group called From the Easel and we're currently creeping up to about 700 artists in there at the moment. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's – I set it up um, – primarily because of that issue of people struggling with the isolation of being creative people, that they get into their creative studios or spaces, whatever they have, and they spend endless hours on their own, you know, as we do, uh, making and making and creating. And that there was a – I felt there was a real gap in people being able to tap into the support of other creative people. And so from that moment of inspiration, I literally just set up this Facebook uh, community and it's just been flourishing. And I think the feedback I get is exactly that, that people have found there are other Facebook 
communities for artists clearly online but often that's just about sharing the work you know pictures of the work mm. uh, and and whereas what what we have in from the easel is is a community at which there is much discussion about the creative process and living a creative life and that that to me is is you know the the core of the work I do and the importance of being an artist to be able to have support in a community I think for a long time we kind of as artists, we, we struggle on thinking we have to do this stuff alone for some bizarre reason. You know, we perhaps we fall into that sort of starving artist syndrome, you know, where we, we, we think yeah. we have to be struggling. Yeah, and especially women too, and especially women. They, oh, they yes. all think they have to do it by themselves, yes. do it alone, be perfect at it as well. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly right. I, I look. It's frustrating to see that happen to some brilliant female artists that I know. And yeah, I mean, gosh, you probably don't get get me started on what happens to female artists because we could be here for another hour. But um, that's right. It, to, to have a supportive community uh, has meant so much to so many other artists, and so I find that very heartwarming. And it and it's brilliant for me too. You know, I've learnt a lot. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's called from the easel. Yes, yes, that's Wonderful. right. So I'll put that in the link for people who want to come and check that out. And, um, yeah, and just getting back to um, the women artists, um, I really feel like we're in a, a time and a space where um, we women can really come into their own as being an artist. But there's still, I know I was listening to Wendy Sharp, who is a, a very famous Australian artist, and she was saying, even today, there's still a lot of stigma around female artists and that you have to really work hard to prove yourself where if it was a man, they come up and they're an emerging artist and everyone's going hoo-ha. And if it's a woman, they're going, oh, yeah, but she'll, you know, she'll just fade away and go have children and blah 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 mm. And I go, mm. wow, that's really interesting that in 2016, it's still sort of prevalent about that. And how... Do you do anything when you work with people in your in your um, coaching that can help them to um, rise above that? Mm. Well, it, well, first you going back to that interview with Wendy. It's it's yes, she she really spells that out very beautifully, doesn't she? About yeah. um, the the existence of that kind of bias that's still around, and that while it is a bit um, disheartening, I also feel that there's a movement to address a lot of that uh, yeah. amongst just amongst women helping other women, you know. Um, yeah. If I think of, you know, the Elizabeth Gilberts and the Brene Browns and all those sort of um, heroes for me anyway, uh, you know, there's some superb work being done to uh, support women to move forward with their creativity. I think um, the question about what what would I do, I think it's always about trying to embrace this and own this creative life that that perhaps for whatever reason women, you know, we have a real tendency to put ourselves last and mm. we're sort of wired, I think, neurologically to often to do that. So we're finding something pretty big here to say, oh, you know, I'm important and my creativity is incredibly important and that I don't feel whole without it, in fact, that I don't really function without it. Mm. Um, and... There's so much pressure, isn't it, to say, well, look, that's lovely that you, you dabble in a bit of painting or or, or, or jewellery making or, or, or whatever it is you do, but you, your priority really is to support your family or look after your children. And so we're constantly up against that mm. sort of pressure. Yeah. 
I agree. And but there is but even just I've found for myself if if I do something, even if it's just fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, um, you know, it can be anything. It might even just be taking a walk and looking at things like as if I'm looking through a camera lens, just mm. to widen my perspective. That can be a creative act in itself. But any little thing like 15 minutes, I might just scribble on a piece of paper and mm. um, it doesn't have to be a massive big action and take all your time up, but just giving your creativity that little bit of room and movement and play, I think is really mm. important. And yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think even, you know, when I've, I've had periods of time where I felt really stuck, then even just to put myself in my studio space and tidy up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that then itself is is got important sort of energy to it, doesn't it? That that you might need to clear your physical space to clear your creative energy to allow more flow to happen later on. Yeah. And um, I think in that that space of cleaning or decluttering it's sort of a mindfulness practice. And in a way, it, it is like a meditation. And because I'm very into that, as you know, mm. um, I often find that to clear your mind often gives space for the creativity to mm. arise. So mm. some people, it can go both ways. Like you can start a creative project and you'll go into that still space and meditative space. Or you can start with the meditative space and bringing yourself mm. into stillness and then you might get a spark of inspiration or clarity. I'll just, oh, I just want to read you something here that um, I've been reading a book by, um, um, what's her name? Agnes Martin, that's right, I just bought her book. And some lovely writing in there about her remembrances, and she talks about having a clarity of minds. So she says, again, you'll see that it is dependent upon a clear mind. All of the knowledge and evidence of experience is in abeyance. Suddenly life's path is fitted to the ends of our feet. We realize that we're going to do some certain thing. Some people have this inspiration very early and some not at all. If you have not had this inspiration, it simply means that it has not yet registered with you. It is there all the time, but our minds are so full. Mm, and beautiful. I love that, especially the end when she says, and because our minds are so full. And I think, um, I don't know about you, but I find that inspiration comes when I actually try and get out of my mind and, and just do something that's embodying me or creative, like drawing or anything, taking a walk, that actually will clear my mind because the mind does get full and it interferes with um, the creative and artistic process. I think well, it's a it's it's a beautiful quote. Thanks for sharing that. And I think I suppose I think a couple of things. Um, I, I agree. And for me, it's it's often physical exercise. You know, I often start the morning with an early morning swim because I live by the coast, and that mm. that that's a, a cleansing thing in terms of being in the ocean and the, the physicality of, of of a long swim and all of that sort of thing. I come back recharged you know, so, so wonderfully. Um, so it's, it's often a physicality that, that seems to help me still my mind. But at other times when the mind's full, it's actually the act of creating that brings that stillness in. So it's almost yeah. as if like I get so full of ideas and, and energy, creative energy, that that just has to be self-expressed through the canvas or the hitting the canvas with the brush, whatever, or the, you know, the pencil, whatever I'm doing. And that, mm. that, that, 
in itself actually helps clear the mind to move through into it and and then the outcome is of course you produce some work in in between um and do you find when you're working that it goes between your right brain like sort of intuitive space not knowing space and left brain when you're creating art when when you're painting Hmm. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say, oh, actually. I mean, okay. I think you're right that that um, in the actual act of the making of, of the the artwork, um, I can never think about it. It's it's purely intuitive for me. Now, this isn't for everybody, every artist, of course, but I, in my own process, I know that if I'm trying to th- – I don't feel I can think my way to a good painting, hmm. put it that way. Yeah, yeah that, that I've got to be in that space in which it's just there's a there's a flow uh, of which I'm almost standing to the side of as it's as it's happening. Yes. Um, yeah. That I'm channeling almost something you know beyond myself, uh, and that that's always the better work when I when I can get into that space and just trust that process of of it of it flowing through rather than trying to deliberately create an outcome again because that's coming from you. Your, your thinking mind, isn't it? If, yes. If that's where you're at. Again, yeah. that's not everybody's, that's not how every artist or creative person works, but that's certainly what I've discovered about myself. Yeah, yeah. and um, for me also, I have to say, it works for me that way. And and I think that's what is so nourishing and replenishing because I am somewhere opening up my channel to connect to something greater than me. And that, mm. that in itself, whether you do it through art or meditation, whatever you do it through, that in itself is in deeply replenishing for the soul and for our being mm. and for our well-being. Mm, absolutely. It's just so vital, isn't it? I um, I, I heard, uh, uh, I think it was Brene Brown, which you, who you're probably familiar with, I heard her say something recently about you know, how an, an unexpressed creativity is not benign. Yes. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that gorgeous? I love I just, it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. And I oh. thought, ah, oh, that's that's the thing. Um, when I wasn't expressing my creativity, then it it was um, you implode. It does something. Yeah, it, it, it actually feels like it's eating away at your soul. Yes. 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 Yes, so and, and if we think about what we said earlier that we believe, that you and I certainly anyway believe that everybody is a creative soul, mm. you know, that, that everyone's got creativity, Yeah. Um, then there's there's many people walking around there with it being unexpressed, isn't, there, isn't yeah. it? And that's not the thing, you know, that makes them perhaps frustrated or, or resentful or angry or, you know, jealous or, or, or whatever those emotions may be. And that the antidote to that, of course, is, is to become creative in, and self-expressing in whatever way or form that, that is for people. Mm. And for some of our listeners who might be listening in on our show today, um, perhaps this is the first time they've ever thought about, well, am I creative? Well, maybe I'm creative, you know. What mm. could they do to explore that in a sort of simple way? Mm. Gosh, what a great question! Because it could be many different forms. Well, well, the first thing they've got to be, I think they've got to get a bit of courage. Mm. Actually, yeah, good I think, point. I think, yeah, really yeah, good point. Yeah, I think courage is 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 the key. Mm. If, if you're uh, a, a beginner to this creative life, or or if you're well established, we still need courage all the time. I need it every day, you know, yeah, to because, actually, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that's I mean you 
be prepared that <laughs> this a creative life is, is one that requires a, a pretty high level of courage, I, I, I believe. That's um, so true. And courage, what I mean, really, it's about being able to feel that fear that comes up. I mean, every time you face a blank canvas, there's this sort of like unknown aspect. And whenever we're faced with the unknown, it's very, very scary. Oh, and, exactly. And exactly. to be able to just take one step forward through that scariness, that's courage. And I think it's a brilliant, beautiful uh, path to explore your creativity and to explore your fears in that way and to just walk through them. And and you'll find an incredible resilience that is within you. Well, you, well, you might, or you, you, you may find that you get sort of stuck with fear. Um, and that's yeah. okay, too. I mean, I think coming back to your question, well, how do you get started? Well, you just get started. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You, you've just got to, to choose your you know, your channel of expression and, and have a go at it, mm. I think. And um, it, it may be, again, that, that you need to surround yourself with supportive people. Um, that can make a big difference to whether you pursue something or not. I think for many people, and I often, I'm often helping people through what I would call their artist story, you know, what, what sort of messages did they get early on that, that shut that creativity down or their belief that they were creative because that's the, the thing that's likely to pop up when you get under pressure to self-express, you know, that there'll be old messages potentially that, that come up yeah. that tell you, you know, you, you find that inner critic, you know yes. what I mean, that, that's going to start saying to you. Oh, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't sing. What are you talking about? You, you, you've never been good at dance. You were, you were, you were kicked out of the, the art class at school, whatever it was, that you know, yeah. that, that those things don't matter. So as you, as you try and make that step into finding your creativity, I think understanding what's shaped you to this point that has meant that you haven't embraced your creativity is important to understand that. Mm. I think you need courage mm. and I think you need to just begin. Right, and have that support around you. And maybe if, if, you, if you can find that support, absolutely, mm. that'll be gold. Yes. Well, they can get support at your Facebook group and mine as well. So your Facebook group is From the Easel. Mine is uh, Brilliant Misfits. So for any listeners, just check it out if you're on Facebook and um, you'll get that wonderful support of a group to help you through anything that you're going through. And there's lots of sharing. There's lots of heart. Um, I belong to your group, so and I love it. I love From the oh, Easel. thanks, Sasha. Yeah, it's a beautiful group. And if people want to get in touch with you, Felicity, how would they yes. do that? Yes, well, probably, well, the first thing is, is my website, uh, felicityoconnor.com. Mm-hmm. So that's my art support website, mm-hmm. um, and you can certainly come through the contact page there, or or the email address is team at feliciaoconnor.com. Beautiful. And you can send me a message that way. And I must say, I just I love the title of, of, of your community, Asia, Brilliant Misfits. I, as soon as you told me that, I, I put my hand up, my hand just shot straight up. I went, yep, that's me. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of us out there and it's time for us to really be brilliant and shine fully. There's no more dimming down, hiding our light, hiding yes. away in isolation. There's no need for it today with all the technology we have that is really supporting us to come together and help each other rise up. Yeah, fabulous. It's, it's lovely work that you're doing. Thank you, Felicity. I'm going to um, put your email address and uh, link to your website on the show notes so that people can find it there easily. Fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much for being here today 
And thank you, thank listeners, you. for uh, tuning in once again. I so appreciate that you do. And it was a wonderful chat. I could go on for hours with you, Felicity. This is wonderful. Maybe we'll do it again down the track. Oh, let's. That'd be brilliant. Okay, yes. lovely. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.